The following show features episodic breakdowns of Jackass, either performed by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. For your safety, avoid listening to this podcast at all times. Hi, I'm Mikey Aaronworth. I'm Jason Wellwood. And I'm Chris Aaronworth. Welcome to Jackass. Welcome to Jackass. It's the podcast where we're on a path of destruction through every single episode of Jackass. We're three lifelong fans of the show reliving the belly laughs, bad ideas, and broken bones. We're back to Jackass, the TV show. It's been yeah, a while, baby. folks. Oh, and shit. Yeah. For this one, we have to go all the way back to June 24th of the year 2001. Ooh. Hit me, yeah. baby. What do you got? You know what is one of those fuck all happen days? So I oh, kind of really? had to kind of tweak the fact a little bit. Chris, um, it's, the, been a, it's been a while. You, you, you got to tell them <laughs> why you're talking about the date. What do you what's mean? your shtick? What's your shtick? You know, fact of the day. Oh, well, every <laughs> every episode. It hasn't been a while because I do the fun fact of the day for any episode that we do. Yeah, but they're just never fun. I think that's the problem. They're always fun. And you know it. Remember that one time when I didn't have one, yeah. how disappointed Jay was? If that doesn't <laughs> uh, signify the fun. It's clearly new season, new beginnings. Come on, Fair get enough. to it, boy. Let's go. But Let's uh, go. yeah, so it wasn't obviously this boxer wasn't born on this day, but his birth date is June 24th. And it's one of my probably my favorite old, old school boxers. Anyone want to take a guess? Your favorite old, old Jack Dempsey. That's exactly what it was. Wow. There you go. <laughs> I guess you do know me. We are brothers. So it wasn't too much out of left field. One of the greatest <laughs> boxers ever. You know, Mike Tyson, that was his favorite boxer, right? Eh? Oh, I could. I can imagine that. I can imagine yeah. that. Yeah, I don't know anything about boxing, so uh, I would have said Clubber Lang. That would have been my... <laughs> I mean, that's a pretty good reference. Clubber. You, you know how I know, Jay, that you don't know what? much about uh, boxing and potentially MMA? is because, uh, first of all, we did uh, the Jackass Forever, the movie review, last week. So I know we got a ton of new listeners based on that. If you're new to the podcast, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. This is back to our kind of regular structure. But last week, when we talked about Jackass Forever, there's the scene where Aaron McGahee is reliving the cup test, and Francis Ngannou comes to test the cup by giving him an uppercut to the crotch and jay you kept just saying the mma fighter like that like he's like yeah, you know the guy. biggest name mm-hmm. mma mma right now and i was like oh yeah. i guess jay doesn't know who this guy is but like if you know who he is it's that much more of a big deal because he's the hardest puncher in the world like literally on record as the hardest puncher in the world right now yeah well i mean i, I know i know a couple boxers uh <laughs> Other than Clever Lang, if if it if it's not Cowboys it's fucking, or Golf uh, Cowboys, Jay, I'm sure you don't really have too much knowledge about it. Let's be honest. Uh, Balrog, uh, Balrog's a good one. Yeah, uh, that's all I got. So Balrog, obviously, uh, Jackass season fighter. one, episode three, boys. Jackass is back in session. This is sorry, the final Jay, season, season one, of the episode show. three. I think you mean season three, episode one. No, I don't. We're going back to the beginning. We're doing the fucking repackaging, <laughs> re-release, uh, remastered bullshit we're gonna do episode one season one all over again and, and pretend it's like no you're right i'm just fucking <laughs> full of shit for, yeah, for the it new is listeners out Listen. there for i just want to just do what we what we've done because you might not have heard how we actually do our episodes is we, we go through we pick a few of the top stunts we walk through the episode and we give the top ones a ranking and we go back and we look at all these different things break them down a little bit so you'll get a good gauge of what our traditional episodes actually are like and yeah yeah Oh, exactly. And I, I mean, like the reason we, I, the reason I'm excited anyways, because as soon as I saw this fucking intro hit boys, I was just pretty, pretty stoked hearing that oh, theme yeah. music again. I would even say that, um, more so than when I was in the movie for the new movie, just something about the very DIY grassroots, uh, dirty production of this show, 
uh, just kind of took me back, put me in a good place. But before we get that credit sequence, we do get Bam Margera kind of walking down a hallway here. He's going to meet somebody. He says, hey, if we put Puffy's face on camera, is that all right? Sounds like they're going to get a celebrity cameo for the first oh, ever. Yeah. Hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. And it is none other than... P. Diddy, like, baby. Yeah. Or at that time, he was probably still Puff Daddy. Or maybe say. just Diddy. I, I'm not too sure. He's changed his name quite a few times. But guys... We finally get to see these guys getting worldwide recognition. Like, not only is sure. it like they were, you could tell they were scared. Like, sh- are we able to put them on there? Yeah. And he's like, fuck you guys. I want to be part of this. Can I hit you? Like, they're finally <laughs> getting this recognition and they're starting to blow up. And hopefully this season we yeah, get to yeah. see the rewards of, you know, becoming a little bit more uh, household names. Well, it's funny because they're totally. definitely leaning into that with the start of it. But like, we got to keep in mind, we're going back in time. This is 2001. Jackass yeah. 2 didn't come out until 2006. Jackass 1 wasn't 2002. So like, they definitely didn't know how big of a celebrity they were going to be at this time. And That's you can true. tell like Preston Lacey and Bam Margera are fanboying out over P Diddy. And I've always said this about Bam Margera is when he's in the spotlight with someone, he doesn't like sharing. He wants to be the center of attention. And you can see there's a moment when Diddy slaps him before he says, hi, I'm Johnny Knoxville. Welcome to Jackass. After he hits him, Bam looks at him like, Oh, I didn't actually like that. Like, fuck you. Like, he he looks upset. Like, he doesn't want to be the the second to anybody, regardless of, of whether it's Diddy yeah. or not. Yeah, well, Preston was honored to take it because Preston was there with him. And he's like, yeah, oh, I'd love to take a slap. And then he just <laughs> gets- spit gets in my nothing. mouth. Mr. Yeah. Diddy, will you fuck my wife, please? Step on my balls, baby. I, I think that uh, this was a good intro for uh, them to use in the start of the season because it's showing that they're getting somewhere. But I can't help but notice that these guys are a little starstruck, which just takes you back to... It, it it it's a little humbling because you're like oh yeah these guys weren't really like they were big but they weren't huge yet because you know you could see bam hanging out with someone like this years from the time of this episode and it, he it would be no big deal for him but like in this scenario you can see their little star starstruck oh, yeah. and it's it's funny like these are they're still boys here they haven't become the jackass men we've uh, come to know and love and it, it was just interesting to see that you know that at one point they were in a different frame of mind, I suppose. Yeah, not but, even just um, one point. They're already three seasons in. And like yeah. Mikey was mentioning before, the fact that they didn't, you know, Jackass 1, you said, didn't even come out at this time? Jackass 1 didn't come out until the following year. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's that's crazy. It's it's really cool. I, yeah, so I think in this season, we are going to see them starting to really grow and I hope take on bigger and better stunts because overall, this episode to me felt like they're returning from summer vacation, but they kind of forgot you know, uh, they forgot how to tie their shoes or something. They don't, they're like not really quite in their element here. Um, yeah, it felt, but there like, are it a felt couple... like the, felt like the first day back from school in the sense that everyone kind of thought like the first week back, everyone like doesn't really try very hard. They're like, ah, oh, we'll ease our way into it. And there definitely was that vibe in this one for some of the stunts at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I mean, Hey, they get off to a good start here with the <laughs> Abe Lincoln beard of leeches. This is Johnny Knoxville. He's ready to go. Um, I mean, I'm not an, uh, an American, so I guess here goes a Canadian trying to represent the <laughs> USA via, via commentary on a podcast. But uh, they're just like putting leeches in his eyes and shit and on his mouth. And Johnny's trying to read the Declaration of Independence or some other important American document um, that I do uh, not recognize. I, no, I think it's I think it's Lincoln's address is, is what, what he's reading. Fittingly, no, no, obviously. I, 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 think the, uh, I think the Declaration of Independence will work. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to, to me, like this is this is definitely one of the more 
visually iconic jackass moments. Like when you think of jackass, this is one of those ones that stands the test of time. Maybe it's because it's in a lot of the credits. It's in like the rolling of the, uh, you know, the intros and things like that. But as much as like, you know, the, there isn't too much to it. It's always been one of those standout moments whenever I think of jackass. This is one of those things that pop into my head. And yes. let's be honest, leeches are sketchy as Fuck the sketchy. Why does our ever. world have them? Why does our world? Why do we need these things? They suck. They're just the worst. They, wh- why are there just these lifeless, black, slimy things that you know what this reminds me of? It's like in the episode of Wild Boys when they had those little river eels that, yeah. that were like from the depths, like like they like they spoke in whispers like leeches <laughs> would also speak in whispers. That's the only thing they would say. They'd be giving Lincoln's speech, but they'd be whispering it to Johnny. Yeah. It's funny, though, like you mentioned, Chris, how iconic this one is. And it is, but there are a ton of sketches like this in Jackass where my memory of them builds them up to be better than they actually were. Like, I didn't really love watching this one, especially for the first, like, 75% of it. It's awkward. The leeches won't stick. The people in the background are, like, doing fake awkward laughing the whole time. Like, they're not... They're not really finding it funny and it's not until johnny like really grabs the the bull by the horns and actually kind of take like turns the the tide of this one which we'll get into in a little bit that it actually becomes a good sketch and we've also (laughs) seen this sketch to uh and degree the leech on the eyeball which steve Steve goes and does that later on in the moment though it's it's hard to kind of take it back and like like you like everyone noticed in the movie there's so many things that they worked on that they've adapted and made better over time so a lot of those things we've already seen so when we come back to review these things it's kind of hard to separate that from the moment what we thought when we were originally seeing these things so for sure if we are a little harsh on some of these things here it's just because we've seen the the uh the more intense versions of them later on yeah yeah the refined ones yes i prefer yeah but like when i'm camping (laughs) oh jesus Yeah, I agree with you though. Not the fucking camping. I'm just gonna ignore you that you said that. But uh, the <laughs> I agree with you that ever. going back is always fucking difficult because it is. You know they do ramp up, but I think uh, one of my favorite parts of this sketch in particular is when Johnny Knoxville forgets his line. He's he's oh. reading. He's he's saying to liberate, uh, and then someone whispers at him, penetrate. He's like, yeah, <laughs> penetrate. And uh, it's not uh, too long after this where he decides, yeah, I got to take this to the next level, as Mikey noted. Maybe it wasn't quite there yet. So he puts a huge ball of leeches, just like you got a big piece of tobacco chew that someone's already kind of chewed on for you (laughs) to get it nice and soft and tenderized. And uh, you just take that sucker and and he he just gulps the whole thing in and shoots it out like a fountain of leeches. Beautiful. It's disgusting. A hairball it's a beautiful of leeches, actually, Jay. Is that's what he says. Yeah. <laughs> I love that's the one thing about it. Johnny could save this stuff because, you know, there really wasn't much. But when he I love when he says something and he find you know, he finds it so funny. He doesn't care what other people do. Like when he says a hairball of leeches, that that typical Johnny Knoxville laugh just can't come through. And it kind of just, you know, it made it made the sketch for me that part of it. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Well, speaking of making the sketch, you guys want to uh, give this one a rating out of uh, 10. So obviously, as you mentioned, Chris, oh, wow. earlier and good on you, uh, we rate and review most of the major sketches in each of these episodes. The other ones we kind of touch on, especially the interstitials. But we'll start off with a rating out of 10 for this one. I'll, I'll lead us off just to kind of break the ice on it. Um, I think that this one is good because of one single moment. And I think it sort of punches above its or below its weight based on the weight we've given to it. I didn't really enjoy watching it. I felt kind of awkward the whole time. It has a good moment in the end. It would be a lot lower without it. I'm going to give this one a six and a half out of 10. 
Yeah, I'm actually going to be going a little bit lower. Um, it just there wasn't much to it. I give it points for that iconic photograph that we've seen before and the creativity right. of thinking about. We, you know, we didn't touch on that too much. A beard of leeches. That's actually a very funny concept if it ended up panning out properly. And there's just my actual fear of leeches definitely uh, bumps it up. But I'm, I'm going to six out of ten. And Mikey, you meant a six nine I, out of ten. I meant a six point nine. I already fucked up. I've obviously uh, for the new listener. Every time we give it a six point five, there is no such thing. We have to bump it up to a six point nine. Jay, what do you think? I think that where I grew up, they had a really shitty lake that had leeches in it, and they would take Do us there for gym class. Do leeches only live in shitty lakes, by the way? I feel uh, like that's a thing. They only live in the oh, shittiest probably, of lakes. Yeah, probably okay. the shittiest of lakes. Okay. I think I think that's, yeah, you're onto something there. But they would take us to this fucking lake, and for gym class, you would go out, they'd send canoes out there, because they had a bunch of canoes, and you'd go and learn how to kayak where did you and live? and all this shit. Your gym no, class gave I, I you canoes? Yeah, I know. Weird, right? I've, like, it's weird I mean, even I'm to me. I mean, I'm kind of to be it. honest, but like, fuck. Talk about but the boonies. They would just fucking send teenagers out into the middle of this fucking leech-infested waters in a <laughs> canoe. Half the, I don't even think we had enough life jackets. I, I <laughs> just fucking send you out there. It was a blast. What was, their, and, what was their school budget? Were they just trying to get rid of some kids? <laughs> like, no. I think so, yeah. They were hoping they would... <laughs> Just be the leeches a, get so excited when it's like the girls hit around 13, 14 years old. Imagine how happy they'd be oh with boy. periods. All right. We know where this is going. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wait, what was I doing? Was I trying to rate a sketch? Um, yeah. I don't really like this one. I'm just going to give it a three. It, it was kind of boring, but I can't. Hey. I can't hate on that, Jay. I can't yeah, hate on go. that at all. Fat fucks part two. Yeah. The boys are back in their fat, fat suits. Brandon and Bam. And they're in a hotel room just jumping around on the beds in their fat suits. And this looks like a fucking blast. I would love to do this. The drop kick was my favorite part where Brandon drop kicked Bam. And uh, not sure. Not too long after that, they kick a hole in the drywall. And all I was thinking was that uh, uh, somebody's credit card is getting charged as this is happening because <laughs> that was well, a pretty so decent size hole. Here's my concern. Here's my concern about this. And this is like, I can't square the circle. I don't understand this. First of all, we've seen this hotel before. We've seen it in past episodes of Jackass, especially once they get to the treadmill. We've been in that room before. But this is season three of Jackass. At this point, they're on MTV. They do have a budget. What are they doing in this hotel? It's a fucking shithole. Why isn't their budget you, going to uh, stay in a nicer place? Yeah. Is that the one we've always been seeing? Because like, you might be confusing it with the one that Chris and I shot uh or sex tape. Handjobs with Chris. Oh, yeah. Right, 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 yeah right. Someone won Part the other one. week. Um, <laughs> I think that, first of all, this there's a very good chance that this was just still footage they didn't use from the first time they filmed this. Um, you know what I mean? Like, they might yeah, have might the, be, the might outfits be. look the same. And, and I think they sometimes they're just trying to find fillers and they go through and they, and they resegment things. But the two most yeah. interesting things about this for me was, number one, fuck... Seeing this makes me realize how much we were missing something with Bam in the movie. I know um, he just adds that extra character. But here's the other thing: a lot of a lot of uh, people reached out to us because we were talking about how Bam wasn't in the movie. So shout outs to all of our like listeners and everybody That's that true. let us know Bam was actually in the movie in the treadmill segment, and they just didn't really show it was him. But he actually was in there, which is very ironic about this because in the Fat Fucks he did a treadmill segment in that as well. So that was a cool little tidbit that I picked up on. True. True. Yeah, that was nice to have our listeners uh, clue us into that because I totally missed that as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, we love hearing from you guys too at Pod on Instagram and Twitter if you want to you want to say something nice or something nasty. I don't care. Uh, Speaking of saying something nasty, uh, 
Do you think nowadays we could get away with calling them fat fox? I think we'd have to call them thick kings, thick with two C's. I think that's that's what this stunt would have to be called today. We wouldn't be able to get away with it. I hate the world these days. (laughs) I hate it, man. Fat fox, it just has such a good ring to it. (laughs) They hit the gym, they go on the treadmill, Stairmasters, and more. And uh, they get this one shot of them like hanging over a balcony and the camera's kind of like cutting off the bottom of the frame. So I'm just thinking, oh, I guess they're just ending it right here. The segment was so bad that they just decided to jump off the balcony. And uh, <laughs> no, they're on they're on the first floor, of course. Uh, listen, this whole segment for me was fun to see, but I feel like if you guys are right and they were just snipping things from the you know cutting room floor and using it, it kind of felt like that a little bit. So pr- pretty yeah, forgettable let's, let's, in the grand scheme of the episode. Let's skip a review but, on this one, I think, because it just feels like stuff we've seen before. Oh, yeah, totally. I was going to say, though, and Chris pointed this out, that the uh, song they used here was, was uh, probably the best part of the sketch. Awesome. Mm-hmm. as as is Shout often the, the case boys. in jackass yeah yeah totally uh but yeah this next one is a quick little cut to wee man <laughs> showing off <laughs> his wee hand and that's it i guess he just wanted to say i'm wee man and this is a wee hand it feels uh, very much like a dave anglin sketch like the, yeah. like the door stopper <laughs> from the first season 100 exactly. percent one of those you just kind of it happens so fast it's it leaves you thinking uh what did i just watch what was that yeah i must and have missed something kind of thing yeah yeah that's like mtv was like you guys are about five seconds short on the run <laughs> okay just fucking throw this in um no, up next though is the wood chipper with professional wood chipper operator it says that in the fucking title right brian peterson and in my notes i had 200 hp next to brian's name now i'm not sure if that's that brian has 200 hit points or oh. if the wood chipper <laughs> is 200 horsepower horsepower yeah we'll never know uh but ryan dunn is here and he's about to get nice and messy he's got a jug of strawberry milk i'm just thinking who put this in here strawberry milk i know you guys do it's almost like it was just there to as a little bit of fuck you uh but listen dunn stands at the output of this thing this wood chipper and various food items are gonna go in the big hole basically the idea is he's gonna get all the blowback and just see what i guess hurts the most or sticks the best i'm not really quite sure what they were going for but that's the sketch yeah it was i think another one it's like it's like the premise they probably watched fargo or something like that and they saw like the blood shoot out of the wood chipper from a body going into it and they're like oh what if someone were standing on the other side of it and then like it feels like a very bam margera idea and i'm sure he has tons of these where he thinks of a concept but then in in practice it doesn't really play out that well not too dissimilar to the the beard of leeches to be honest like i think they probably pictured a full beard of leeches and johnny standing there and, and it just didn't work this one kind of felt the same way and you could tell they were trying to amp it up by doing things like you know like bam eventually throwing his shoe in there uh figuring out that some things hurt ryan <laughs> on the on the output and <laughs> yeah. sneaking like frozen turkeys and shit in there that was kind of funny the frozen yeah. turkey was good yeah <laughs> well the, just the thought of it all it's like we have this idea and you could tell well, and what's something i do appreciate about appreciate about them is they're in the midst of something if something's not work they will try and amp it up this time sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't right i mean they're sitting there with fruits and vegetables and this and that and then someone's like fuck it let's throw a couch right like, <laughs> right 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 right. which right. is kind of funny because it's just like who gives a fuck man let's just throw yeah, anything in there yeah, but throw it, it's still it, it just it was very lackluster you know there wasn't really much to it hear me out on this i think which would have made this what would have made this a lot better is uh no hazmat suit for ryan dunn and instead of throwing <laughs> things that are going to hurt him like give him goggles obviously do it like manure and and rotten fish and eggs you know what i mean like make it a gross one instead of a painful one i think that would have gone a long way because it was already painful enough looking at how 
goddamn young Bam Margera looked in this one with no facial hair. Yeah. He's, he yeah, looks he too. looks like a goddamn child. And this one, so the whole time we're watching Ryan Dunn get hit with like meat and shit coming out of the shredder, I was like having an existential crisis of realizing that like the idea of seeing someone who you've only known as young and then seeing them once they get old, that's like... Mm. That's really fucking creepy because it can't exist. If you, if you, like, if I watch a movie with Anthony Hopkins when I'm a kid, he's always been at least that old to me. But when you see someone who has never been that old and then you get that like scratch and sniff effect of like, what's it going to turn out like? And then Dave, Dave Anglin looks up, it turns up looking like a, like a grizzled vet, vet, as you mentioned in the last episode, Jay. It's like, it's scary as shit. I don't know what I'm going to look like 20 years from now. And now I want to see it. You sleep with gloves and a mask and you have like a fucking three hour fucking nightly routine putting on. On creams and fucking <laughs> essential oils. I'm sure you'll be all right. Look at me, man. I'm already fucking getting haggard. <laughs> they they really do throw everything in there though in this sketch and uh, except I the mean, kitchen Bam, sink. Except the kitchen sink. Thanks, there you go. Rogan. Uh, your Etnies <laughs> shoe sponsorship, Bam. Don't forget about that. I don't know if it was an Etnies. I also don't really care. But he throws his shoe in there. Uh, you guys, I guess you could say he really uh, put his best foot forward there. Oh, well done, Jay. Well uh, done. That well, was know, as good as Chris's camping joke. Yeah, I know. Bam Margera has always been one step ahead of the competition. I think oh, hey, agree hey, on that. hey. It, it was kind of a clumsy move, but uh, they did always say he had two left feet. Ha ha. Oh. I'm really keeping you all on your toes here. I got more of these written down. Cut me off, please. What, what is this saw? We're going to cut cut feet off now? Yeah, if you make you one more of these jokes, you're really going to put your foot in your mouth, Jay. Ooh. Ooh. Hey. I'm not even going to try, man. I'm like way too dumb for this shit. <laughs> well, I guess okay, we so should. There was a shoe. Probably rate this, but if this joke is as long as my penis and penis size can be measured by the size of your feet or alternatively the length of roughly your wrist to your elbow, which distilled down to a metric measurement into shoe size, then I guess you could call me a size 13, baby. And for this sketch, <laughs> I give it a solid three and a half out of 10. Three and a half out of 10. All right, Chris, what are you thinking? Uh, five out of 10. Five out of ten. Okay. Yeah. I actually, I, I think that's a little high. I was pretty disappointed in this because there was so much more potential. I'm right there with you, Jay, with a three and a half out of ten because I think they could have made it a lot better. Yeah. Honestly, I panicked. I don't know why I said five. I really didn't mean to say five at all. I meant to say like two out of ten. Yeah. I, I it's don't know too, what. I no, just kind of like zoned Chris, out there for a second. It, it's too late. I zone out during most of my conversations with you, so I won't take what you just said personally. Don't worry about it. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I can make a fucking change if I want to make a change, right? I'm going to fucking hey. go back and change the spreadsheet and put fucking twos on there, everything because yeah, you're yeah, the poo Chris, guy. Chris, you don't even know how to access <laughs> the spreadsheet. That's been consistent on this podcast. I'm not a fucking nerd. What do you want from me? <laughs> fucking Excel and Microsoft fucking Windows. I got to say, Chris, that expression you gave, though, uh, thank you. You just gave Mikey the thumbnail for the YouTube video. Now we don't have to ask you to do that on command like we normally do. <laughs> Uh, Jeez, that'll I work be nicely. conscious about that. That'll work Fuck. nicely. I thought the last one was nice. You looked real handsome in the last one. It turned one. out better than I thought. Yeah. You know, I definitely didn't like, I looked shit like last episode. I had like six of my friends be like, yeah, you need a haircut. You're looking a little fucking <laughs> shitty. <laughs> I look back at the video, man, and just like the daylight was not doing me well. Or so I, I woke up right out of bed, but uh, anyways. <laughs> you know, you know, you're in a tough state when your enemy is daylight. That's usually what you want. <laughs> like that usually makes like natural lighting makes you look good. You're like, no, it doesn't. Keep, keep it shines out on your impurities. I'm like a fucking vampire, bro. I look good at nighttime. <laughs> All right, Jay, move us on so we don't have to to feel bad about Chris for anymore. Yeah, I was just going to say you guys are making me want to jump into a lake of leeches, so I think we'll move Oof. on here. Uh, the skate skateboard. Yes, a skateboard with <laughs> hockey skates, eh? I want one I of these so bad, man. It I looks think so this fucking is awesome. The best interstitial 
Bam's ever done. This one's fucking awesome. Yeah, short and sweet, too. There's not much to it, but it does segue into our next one, which takes place at the old hockey rink. Uh, I don't know if I want to continue detailing the segment or if we want to break out into stomping Tom Connors, the good old hockey game at this <laughs> moment in time, but it's up to you boys. I, okay, I that's a no. I'll take that as a no. Both, I think yeah. that's a no. Uh, nobody wants to hear that. Listen, barrel jumping. Uh, in barrel jumping, it's just fucking skates on and trying to see how many they can jump and set a record. Uh, this does feature Andrew WK demo tapes. Like, it's like a... Uh, uh, older version of track number two on I Get Wet, I believe is the name of the album. Um, but very important information to our viewers. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, it is. Go listen to (laughs) Andrew WK is the king of party. I'm Jay. (laughs) Better than your fucking fact, Mr. Fucking Balrog turned 34 this year, whatever the fuck. Uh, I just realized somewhere in uh, the no man's land of my brain I have tied together Chris Pontius and Andrew WK as being like the two handsome men in the same category and like when I see one I somehow think of the other and I think this has subconsciously been going on for several years oh, I wow. think you would both agree there's something rustic and freeing about their physiques and their overall appearance that just I can see it I feel like well listen Andrew WK has a lot of songs about partying Chris Pontius uh-huh. is party boy so maybe yeah, that's, that's where it comes there. from it's like a it's one of those fucking um alter egos is what it is but anyway uh they set a record i think they jumped like seven barrels or something while i was going off there but yeah that's basically it i mean there's not much you know to what? It. Well, I, I i wanted to touch on something sorry yeah. Mike, yeah, yeah. go ahead you jumped you got you got ahead of me there no I, I mean i, I think you were kind of kind of you can't tell me to go and then start talking well, I, what are you doing do, do you know what it is it's it's because i wanted to play you into this because i this okay. is the, uh, kind of relevant to like what you are it's all right like, so chris i'll say i'll say you go first okay so Ryan so here's Dunn what i'm here. thinking i think if it you see how that feels? You see how that feels, Chris? It's not very good, is it? It's really not. Um, no, but Mikey, I want to ask you about this because as we've been doing these episodes, the 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 Ryan Dunn thing, you know, you started off harsh on him and it started yes. coming around. And to me, this is like really exemplary of Dunn really kind of, he's definitely grown into himself now. You know, he was funny with it. The old Dunn would have quit after one maybe or do something like that. He goes... He falls on like the second one. He goes, three's my lucky number. Let me go to four. You know what I mean? He goes from two to four. He kept committing to all this stuff. Um, I just really liked seeing him embrace a stunt opposed to like doing that thing where he'd kind of pretend he was hurt and try and max it that way. He's just really trying to push the boundaries. Did you kind of have the same feeling? Dude, 100%. And, you know, in the preamble before we started recording, I know, Jay, you kind of mentioned you're like, I don't know, in the barrel jump like that one. I really liked this one. Yeah. And I really liked it. Yeah, me too. In the same way that I liked a lot of the season one jackass stunts only because of Johnny being Johnny and using his charisma to bring the stunt into another level. That That's right. Ryan in this one that line Chris of like he falls on three barrels and he says three's my unlucky number give me four is fucking great that's so funny and he keeps on doing it he takes a couple shots he's not complaining in fact he's kind of embracing it and he just keeps going more and more and and one of the best things about it too is you see him failing completely and then that's compared to Dave Carney, who's the professional skater, whoever the fuck he is. Is he like a professional barrel jumper on skates or something like that I don't know why he has this skill. That, yeah, they should have. They should have just called him. Yeah. I know him and Johnny Call are good up. friends. No. <laughs> um, but then it, and then it, like, it goes from, like, that set piece. They fuck Dave over by adding another barrel when he doesn't yeah. know it's supposed to be there, which seems mm-hmm. really dangerous. And then it devolves into chaos and everyone's throwing barrels at one another. And I fucking loved it. I didn't think I was going to like this one in the beginning. And I ended up really enjoying it. Barrels of fun. Barrels of fun. 
Um, I so I if you guys don't mind, maybe I'll go into my review of this one because I think this one warrants it. And Let's do it. you're probably going to hate me for this, uh, but I actually had a pretty good time with it. You know, I think it could have been maybe a little bit better, but here's here's one of the the metrics I want to use to measure this one is they took a very simple, probably stupid concept and made it a lot more enjoyable. And I think there's a lot of creativity in that. And I love when charisma shines through. I'm going to give this one a seven and a half out of ten. I, I, I had a lot of fun with it. Good. Jay, how about you? Uh, yeah, like I said, it was all right. It wasn't one of my favorite things ever, but I, I, I appreciate that uh, it devolves into chaos at the end and the, the boys are just being boys and having fun and doing their thing. And yeah, I think that's the best way to like end something like this, you know, just yes. total. Yeah. yeah. Because that's like that's what you'd want to do is right. Just turn it into a fucking barrel fight. So um, overall, though, not one of my favorite things of all time, but, I'll, you know, I'll give it a solid five just for being like an average all around kind of stunt. Nice. Chris? Uh, I'm going with a seven out of ten. Um, if if this was in an episode with a lot better stuff, it might be a little bit lower. But this was honestly one of the more enjoyable parts of this entire episode. I had I had a lot of fun with it. It's fun to see people on skates, and yeah, a seven out of ten for me. Bam. I agree. Nice. I like that. That's nice. And uh, I mean, hey, everything was going great. We we're having a good time. Nobody was getting hurt. Well, not too bad anyway, until uh, the next one, the stilt fall with Steve-O. <laughs> if you're going to fall from that high up, you better hope some people, you know, innocent bystanders on the street are going to be, you know, caring and attentive and uh, <laughs> willing to help you. Apparently, this isn't the case here, wherever Steve-O is. It, it, uh, one thing that I noticed that was a common theme in this one, because it's kind of one of these you know, pull a reaction out of the crowd kind of stunts where he goes and he does a bail and like people are going to risk run to his aid. But it seemed like just about every time it took a solid like 30 seconds before anyone actually like went, oh, did that dude on the stilts over there and the American flag just fall over? Yeah, we should probably go check and see if he's all right. Well, especially because like I think I think the best part about it is they learn after the first one that the best reactions you're going to get are involved in convincing someone that they're the reason why yes. he fell and that's why no one wants to help him out because like this is this is america people get sued for a lot less people True. get sued for having hot coffee i mean like everyone there is just like did did i cause this guy to fall and one guy on the bike kind of like watches steve-o fall looks around as though he's expecting there to be witnesses and fucking drives away as though nothing happened and i'm like he is my true american never mind abe lincoln never mind leech beard that guy is my true american hero I love the the lady. She had this look of such joy on her face as she's walking in between his legs. And then he, she bails and just this look of panic kind of came over. Exactly what you're saying is when people kind of all of a sudden feel like it's their fault, even if they didn't touch them, they would think it had something to do with them. Uh, that, that definitely drew a lot to this. And just one time in my life, I just love to see someone just naturally in the wild fall off stilts. <laughs> and I would steal their fucking pants because I love stilt pants. <laughs> you wouldn't uh, you wouldn't antique them on the ground? No, of course not. I just would steal their pants. That was a nice button on this one was we man yeah. running out. And I but I want you guys to yeah. put yourself in the in the in the point of view of someone who is listen, maybe you got you gotta run to the bank. Right, the bank's closing. You're on your way. You're in a hurry. A guy on stilts comes by and asks you to walk under his legs. Sure, you're going to do it because he's probably unhinged. You do it. He falls. 
You're looking around like it's your fault. Like, are you going to go to jail? And then all of a sudden, a little person runs out of the fucking bushes and throws powder in his face. Like, you haven't processed the fact that there's a guy on stilts in the in the wild. And now all of a sudden, there's a little guy throwing powder in his face while he lays on the ground incapacitated. You the the range of emotions pre TikTok, like pre the algorithm seeping all of our synapses from us or all of our like, like just taking all of our attention. You wouldn't know how to cope with this. So good on them for not immediately losing their minds. Wait, wait, what? Oh, were you paying attention to something on TikTok there, Jay? Yeah, no, my, I, I think I need to go and get some more of those uh, synapses you were talking about or whatever those are. <laughs> Where can you pick Mikey up Mikey just of broke those? down like the greatest breakdown ever. Both of us are like, what did he say? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he said more than four words in a row. I think I need to go pay attention to something. I else. was just lost in a daydream of still pants. Well, Chris, why don't you uh, why don't you uh, uh, stop shutting up and give this one a rating out of ten? This one feels worth rating. Yeah, I'm going to six point nine out of ten. Nice. There was it was just it was fun. We've seen it before, but again, like this episode in general is a little lackluster. So everything's kind of getting bumped up a little bit just because there isn't much to draw comparison to. Um, yeah, six point nine out of ten. Nice. Jay, what about you? I would say uh, it was fun. Like, I like the concept more than I think I like the stunt is a problem because it, I like these things where they try to pull a reaction out of people and try to like fucking, you know, catch people off guard in public. But unfortunately, there was just something missing about it. And I don't, I don't know what it was. Maybe it's because the, maybe some of the shots, like the camera was positioned really far back. And I think sometimes yeah. it was kind of hard to tell exactly what was happening. Um, so yeah, maybe if the ex- execution was a little better, it would have been a little higher, but I'd probably just go with like a four and a half, uh, out of, out of 10 on that one. I think that's fair. I, I don't know if I expected more from it. I like that there was a prank element to it, but ultimately I do think it fell a little bit flat. I was, I'm a little going to be a bit more kind to it and give it a five and a half, uh, because of the absurdity of that last bit with Steve-O antique, uh, getting antiqued on the ground. Five and a half for me. Nice. And... Yeah, I mean, I can't believe it, but these episodes, you know, they go by fast when you're not in full-on movie format or, or what have you. We're already at the end here, um, and actually, mm. you know what? I my well, notes no, are not. at what? the bottom of the page, so I'm fucking <laughs> in the wrong spot, and that would explain that. <laughs> Sorry, guys, uh, we are not near the end. You're you're, you're acting like uh, Knoxville getting hit by a bull at the age of uh, fifty or whatever. I old fucking he is. feel like it right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I gotta say, this next one that uh, that came after was the urban sledding. So that's Knoxville and Cossack. I really. Again, I like the execution of the like the idea, but in execution, it's not quite what I had imagined. But it is funny to just see them laughing at their own stupidity because they they sled down a road. Uh, they got like these red um, plastic boards, and they're basically just having a fun time. There's this moment where they get halfway down the hill and they decide, hey, let's try it down steps now. And right. it looks like Cossack, Rick Cossack, is so enthralled with the concept of going down the steps that he just falls backwards in the middle of the street. <laughs> you could tell he bailed pretty quick. Yeah. And he says it hurt, and I'm sure it did because it's concrete and you're rolling on it. And he's probably not used to taking a tumble. Um, but I love the kind of sketch where Johnny is paired up against someone else. The other person is hurt and thinks that it's over. And Johnny gets back up and says, let's go do it again. Even though Johnny had a harder tumble that, that always makes me feel really good. And I'm glad we saw some of that, at least in this, even though it wasn't that hardcore. I always wanted to know, like, do you think when they, you know, that the little warning comes up, it says this street's been closed for filming or something Uh like that. 
do you think they just they don't actually close it and they just put it there? Like, imagine the process and the money and the permits it would take to close the yeah. street for a little while. I have a feeling that's just all bullshit, and they just put it there because they have to. Yeah, I just just to reduce any potential liability. I'm sure sometimes they do. But sometimes they, I'm they sure definitely they do, didn't most do it of the in time, this one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They probably just have like fucking uh, Rick Cossack at the top of the street, just like holding out a stop sign or something like that, and they're calling yeah. out closing <laughs> it. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Good enough. And uh, I think, you know, with this one, there's not a whole lot more that I could say. I don't know if you nope. guys. Were, I, I think, think we move on from that one. one. We uh, we bail on this one like Cossack at the start of the uh, at the start of the hill. There you have it. Extreme Jacuzzi is up next. Um, and this is filling the hole that the movie left. Well, slightly because it, we get a little bit of that party boy music. It's a party boy dancing. And man, that was kind of nice just to hear that again. It's been a while. It uh, was nice to hear that. And it was nice to see like everybody was in that jacuzzi. And yeah. when they're just yeah, doing that pan yeah. across, you see this guy, this guy. Wee Man's just completely underwater, which was a nice <laughs> little addition to it. But it was just nice to just see like everybody together. I feel like we're missing that a little bit these days. And it, yes. I, you know, the nostalgia kicks in. It felt like they were leading up to more, especially calling it extreme jacuzzi. Yeah. And all you really get is like uh, Steve-O going through a stack of chairs. But it looked like they yeah. were building up to like a game or something. You mentioned, though, Jay Pontius in this one. And this is back in that era. And we saw a little bit of this towards the end of season two where like with Pontius's haircut, like this is the worst version of Pontius. It just it he looks really douchey. He looks like. Okay, do you guys think at some point in this season he's going to wear a puka shell necklace? Because he seems really fucking close to putting one on. And I'm on puka watch. I'm on puka watch at this point. I think by the end of the season, we're going to see him wearing one. Either a puka or a shark neck uh, uh, necklace or shark necklace. Why do you hate on puka shells so much? Is it because I looked so cool when I had mine back in the day when we're on vacation? (laughs) You're jealous? I was picking up all the girls. Yeah, yeah. that's probably it. That's probably it. You know what? Good on you for picking up a girl in spite of the fact that you had a puka shell necklace on because God knows I got game. You got game, baby. (laughs) Hey, it worked for Lisa Simpson. All right. That's all I got to say. Oh, yeah. She she was she was never cooler. Did did you guys get a a sense of like when they were doing the pan, like the circular shot in this like cameraman in the center of the hot tub showing off all the crew members? This was uh, that '70s show, except oh, instead of yeah, a little bit marijuana, <laughs> little bit. they were just sharing a hot tub full of farts. It's you know? it, it felt like it. It kind of reminded me of that. I haven't seen a yeah. shot like that in a long time, and that's where my brain my brain went. So there you go. That's a good good pickup. Good pickup. Uh, we get the origin of plugs, aka Ryan Dunn, up next. He, uh, this is the stupidest fucking thing, but Bam is operating a drill, and he plugs the cord of the drill into Ryan Dunn's nostrils so there you go it's well, high, i just that. like the that's fact magic man it is mad that's he, is, he's yeah. fucking never mind bam call that guy david copperfield because that was that was pretty impressive i'm just glad that they brought back plugs because i thought the only reference to ryan dunn's name being plugs was in like season one episode one of jackass when we saw that uh but no it would have no, almost been better again. if they didn't because it was just like as if it never happened but it yeah. is kind of, yeah you know it is kind of cool they bring it back so he, they must have for a while at least called them plugs you know what's weird is that ryan dunn being plugs there's uh he tried to plug his own his own uh, erect penis into his butthole uh did you ever see haggard no remember i haggard? did a long time ago i saw it a long time ago but yeah there's, there's a pretty that's... cruddy quality version oh it's, it's bad that the ball well, i thought you meant the movie but yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's not a great movie. Um, sorry, Bam Margera. I believe he directed it, if I'm not mistaken. But 
Yeah, there's a scene in there of Ryan Dunn and like someone tells him to fuck himself and he literally goes home after that. And then the next scene, he's trying to bend his wiener into his butt. It was a weird movie. Go watch oh, Haggard. Jesus. Maybe we'll watch it one day. I don't know. There you go. Plugs. Maybe that could be the, the fucking origin. Oof. I'm stretching just like Ryan Dunn. Maybe we'll have to watch that one on this uh, this podcast. If you want it, hit us oh, up at JackassPod on all our socials. Yeah, that's that's like uh, some fucking uh, C-grade jackass content right there for <laughs> you folks. Um, the Idiot Launch is up next. It's a big old teeter-totter, which Johnny Knoxville does wrong, and it looks like he crushes his ankle in there or something pretty hard. But they uh, launch Steve-O, who's on the other side, into the water. He does a nice backflip here, too. Mm-hmm. You know what? This one I liked because it... it they probably thought it was going to be about the person getting launched and it kind of ended up being about everyone. But, you know, like like you mentioned, Johnny gets injured because two people jump on the teeter-totter that's supposed to send Steve-O flying, but Johnny get like probably rolls his ankle or something, probably fractures his tibia or something like that and walks away with it because that's, that's just what Johnny does. But what I love is the chaos that ensues afterwards. It's almost like a scene out of Arrested Development or something like that, where it's like you blink and you miss it. Like Steve-O snot rockets on the camera, and then that sets up like 30 seconds later when the cameraman walks up to Johnny Knoxville and like wipes off the camera using his shirt. I was like, that's kind of fun. You know, you didn't get a ton else out of this sketch, but I liked the little piecing together like a Rube Goldberg machine of, of pranks and stunts and mishaps. Totally. Yeah, for sure. Um... But yeah, I mean, that that's a pretty short and sweet one. And so is this next one, actually. Yeah, which is, this one was weird, man. Yeah, Phil Margera, um, Elvis is here again. And, and the funny thing is, he's putting on this Elvis costume. Not sure what the occasion is, but Ape is dressing him. Um, and uh, he finally gets into that. And he's looking pretty good when he's, he's fitting in there. But uh, he's, you know, kicking around. He's doing his Phil kicks. He's dancing. And before I even know it, oh, fuck. Dave is here doing the omelet. It's a hard cut to Dave England doing the omelet. It was such an exciting thing that I almost forgot. Like I was writing something about Phil and I just stopped writing and wrote, oh fuck, Dave's doing the omelet now. So uh, (laughs) (laughs) I think this is the moment we've all been waiting for. Um, The omelet is no ordinary (laughs) omelet. Yeah, everybody but Chris, he's already starting to he's get a already bit starting to reflux. gag a little bit. <sighs> this is a puke omelet, after all. Uh, Dave England is here, unscathed, I must say too. He's very boy-like in terms of how much PTSD he has accrued Dude, at this point. Jay, in time. I have the, the same note. Can we take a minute to talk about how concerned I am actually for Dave England as a human being? Because he remember especially like season one of jackass dave is like this like you mentioned boyish he just has this charisma and energy to him and then as the seasons go on it his face just turns into more and more of a permanent cry just like always tearing up and always anxious he was so energetic and funny and bubbly in this one as he was in the first two seasons of jackass as well something happens to this guy around the time of i think jackass uh two the movie and uh, it's nice to see him before his life was taken away from him. <laughs> yeah, Jay, yeah, when you said guy. he has PSTD, like, I, I didn't, like, quite understand when you were making that reference at the beginning, like, I thought maybe to his outfit. And ever since you said that, it's, it, it, he clearly has some form of PSTD from all this. PTSD. Or PTSD <laughs> from all this stuff going on. It's, so that was a really good pickup on you. Yeah, I'm not his doctor. I don't know his sexual history, but yes. I, I see where you were going, though, Chris, with, with like... The, the whole STD thing, because uh, really the um, the the stress he's accrued from the abuse over the years, it's kind of like the STD of the soul is really what um, really what that mm-hmm. is. 
uh, good save. Good save. I literally just fucking butchered my fucking uh, numbers <laughs> or letters. But uh, no, thanks. Thanks for letting me I'm feel like I'm a brave guy. And uh, I'm sorry, uh, man. My mind's not working. I can't even talk right now. I feel like fucking Ricky from Trailer Park Boys. Look, I think there were a, uh, like a fucking handful of Rickies right now. I feel the same way, my friend. We we need to t- take this out and uh, finish this. Like you know, it, some, we got to give it some credit. Some credit because credit is certainly due here. I mean, like this isn't something that. I mean, out of everything we've seen in this episode, this is definitely the most memorable. And I think, like, if you want to say what was the most um, next-level jackass stunt in terms of they're starting to get more creative, they're starting to take it to another level rather than just riding shit down a, a hill or stairs or whatever, they really put some thought in here. So Dave's going to yeah. eat all the ingredients to make an omelet, and then he's going to proceed to puke it into a hot skillet and cook the omelet and fucking eat it again. <laughs> it's um, amazing. It's, it's amazing. It's the worst thing ever. Guys, this is fucking art. We're, I, I say this every so often in Jackass. This is art. And and one of the reasons I think this one works so well is, you know, you have something like the pea snow cone, which is is weird, but it's kind of parallel to this, where Aaron McGahee pees on the snow cone and then eats it. But there's something about the buildup to this one and the way, you know, similar to Ryan Dunn's charisma in the, in the barrel jump, kind of carrying that stunt. In this one, Dave England treating this one with all sincerity as though it's a real cooking show and he's mm-hmm. and he's, he's like oh and you got to have the peppers and this and that and not acting at all no not even a wink to the camera to suggest that he's pissed off that he's going to have to end up eating this thing makes it so much better because there's a part of your mind that's like wants to believe that all he's doing is like running a cooking show and that's it and and he even he has that line at one point which just fucking killed me uh, cause he's, he's already kind of like gagging a little bit cause he's just eating like water exactly and shit. And he's like, this. he's like, uh, he's like, uh, uh, he got the standard stuff. He's got the, and then butter, milk, cheese. And he's <laughs> yeah. like, how much cheese do you use? Well, it depends on how much you like cheese. Me, I like it a lot. And just downs a bunch more cheese. Uh-huh. It's like, I thought, I thought you were going with the part, like right when he's eating the butter and he eats it and he's about to puke. He goes, not yet. Not yeah. yet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, the uh, the self-control that that guy has, whether it's not diarrheaing or not vomiting, God, yeah. he commits to the bit. Yeah, you're this right. has always been my most feared sketch. Like this is the one I saw, and I was like, I don't really ever want to watch this again. This is so disgusting to me. The fact that the guys have like like hazmat suits and and masks on, like you know, like uh, the vapor masks or whatever they're called, like it just makes me think it. The smell of puke is bad, anyways. But the smell of puke being recooked, like, oh, my God. Oh, man. This yeah, shit just I know. freaked me out. I know. And I was thinking that, too, when he takes that first bite. It's like, I, I was thinking to myself, how bad could it actually be? Because, I mean, he did cook the ingredients. But you got to factor in that, yeah, all that stomach acid is the secret ingredient. Ugh. And you probably taste that more than anything else. Really. I think that's it. I mean, I think we can all right now kind of taste. And, like, we can imagine what this would taste like because we've all tasted it coming back up. And the idea of putting it back down is raucous. And you know that because this is one of the rare cases in a stunt where the person, the last man standing is not Johnny Knoxville. Johnny can barely handle this one. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's I always a testament that. to the, to the, uh, just feeling like you got one up on him. Like, you know what Why? I mean? Like that's, that would be like beating Alex Trebek in, tre- in jeopardy. <laughs> like, like that's a good feeling. It's not supposed yeah, to happen. Yeah, yeah. 
But you well, even like, and, and he's standing up there and he's keeping his composure. Like as he's vomiting, he's like, he looks to the camera with his eyes watering and he's like, cooking is such a pleasure. Like still keeping that air of like, there's nothing going wrong here. This is just yeah. what's going to, what's supposed to be happening. Why is Johnny Knoxville in a hazmat suit? That's Why? a great question. It added to the, it adds to all the effects <laughs> of this entire thing. That's one of the things that freaked me out the most. Like I, like I was mentioning earlier, it's there's something about seeing that makes your mind believe it's probably worse than it actually even is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> right. I do love though when he asks Johnny, he's like, he's like, uh, smell it, Johnny, come smell it. And Johnny oh. Knoxville is just at a ninety degree degree angle from the waist, just staring at the ground, like, no, just not able not, to. I'm not in here. his hazmat no. suit. Nothing yeah. is enough to protect him from that. You got the poor cameraman off off screen, just like you can hear them, like, oh, 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 and it must like have smelled pretty bad. Haunts my dreams. Haunts my dreams. And plus, and, Johnny Knoxville's laugh in this one. I don't know. I've never noticed this before. Maybe it's just in this one because he was also stifling uh, his gag reflex. But it didn't not sound like Mickey Mouse. <laughs> in fact, it was kind of exactly like Mickey Mouse. And I'm gonna I'll, we'll play some of that in in the uh, in in the episode maybe, or if you're if you're not watching on YouTube, maybe we'll add that clip to it. But I was kind of amazed. I was like, Johnny's like a giddy little kid in this one. You could tell he was enjoying it as much as he was upset by the whole idea. It yeah. was funny because uh, this is like I mentioned. This is the the sketch that like scares me more than anything. And then so last night, right before I was watching all this stuff, I was going like a Pokemon Go walk like every night for a couple of hours. As weird hey, as that can sounds, we, can we uh, rewind the tape to the point at which uh, uh, Chris said he's not a nerd? Because Dude, Pokemon's not nerdy. Oh, okay. Okay. No, not uh, at all. Not at all. I don't know about that. Well, I mean, whatever. I had to. I had to get gangster last I'm night not as well. So I come on. You. I come, I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't think you can make that argument with a straight face. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's Pokemon's a way of life. It's a lifestyle. Yeah. But yeah. So, anyways, I come That's back fine. from the walk, and there's this crazy guy outside my condo, like yelling and screaming at the security guard, and she's like so nice. She's this like Eastern European lady, and she's so tiny, but she's like got some like you know some oomph to her. Like mm-hmm. she like knows how to like. You know, like she doesn't take any shit. No, she's and built she's like, like a regular old Geo dude. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so I'm coming inside the building. She's like, don't let this guy in. He's trying to follow people in. He's trying to break into the building. And I'm like, hey, that's weird. So I go inside and I was about to go up and I'm like, I can't just, it's like 335, 334 in the morning. I'm like, I can't leave this lady outside by herself with this guy. So I just kind of like hang around a bit. Just, I don't want to go out and like aggravate the situation, but eventually, I'm like, I, I got to at least go make sure that she's all right. So I go outside and he's like freaking out. And he's like screaming and yelling all this shit. And then uh, I, I'm like ready for like a full on like brawl to break out. And just like my my adrenaline got so hyped up and I'm getting this huge argument. The guy ended up diffusing the situation. And I ended up coming back. But when I got in the elevator, I guess just my nerves just from like getting that. Like I had my knife ready to go. Like this was like legitimately <laughs> like I thought this was going to be like a full sketchy situation. I get in the elevator and my stomach starts turning. I'm like, what the hell? Come into my room, throw up all over the floor, throw what? up into the sink. Yeah, seriously. And then right when I turn on, I just finished cleaning it off. And then <laughs> I go to turn on Jackass and this fucking sketch out of all the times I could have watched it came on. Luckily, oh. I got all the puke out before then. I thought for Dude. sure it was going to set me over the edge, but you, I really, d- yeah, I was fucked up. You must have had to have been thinking, damn, I just wasted a whole omelet. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I couldn't even finish watching it, to be completely honest. I, I got the gist of it, and then I had to turn it off because my stomach was still on the edge. Well, yeah, what are the odds of that? That's, that's so weird. Crazy, man. <laughs> wow. What a night. And, uh, yeah. you know, I know uh, the omelet is not something that I think ever really gets repeated in Jackass, as far as I remember. Not um, this way. No, no. Not this way. But um, it was a good original stunt. 
I'm glad they did it. And uh, oh, yeah. next week is pizza. So I'm looking forward to that. According <laughs> to Dave England, next week is pizza. So we'll see if they keep the promise. But in the meantime, uh, if we're going to give this a rating, I think I'll just jump right in and say that obviously I've been vocal about it. This was my favorite part. I think it was the highlight. And it's just incredibly original and well thought out. And it's fun to watch. It is definitely... Yeah. It, you'll be laughing throughout just because it's so ridiculous. Dave England's a great performer on camera with this kind of improv stuff too. So extra points to him. I will go with a solid eight out of 10 on this one. Oh man, that's too low. That's too low. This sucks because I know Chris isn't going to give it a high one either, but I think this is maybe Dave England's best ever uh, because of how much he shines, all the creativity, seeing a little weak point in Johnny Knoxville, the whole the, the the fact that there's just straight improv comedy, it grosses you out. People are keeled over. There's the, th- this has just about everything I want there to be in a jackass sketch. I'm giving this one a nine point five out of ten. Wow. Yeah. Chris. I mean, so as much as I hate it, I don't like watching it. I do have to give credit to a certain extent where credits do. Like everything that Mikey said, Dave England shines in this. How he played into the role very well. The creativity. Um, but I, I can't personally enjoy it, but I, I'm going to give it a seven out of 10, just out of respect for what they're doing. Okay. So, uh, two incorrect scores and one correct score. Well done. I like it. I like it. <laughs> yeah, but that's the end of the episode. So you're going to have to live with that till next week, Mikey. That'll be, I, I will, I will do my best to live with it, but I'm okay. not going to be happy about it. I'm going to go into my lobby Take and start a fight you. with that fucking geo dude ass looking receptionist in my condo. Maybe I'll bring a knife and then come back upstairs and throw up all my anxiety. See, like Chris I was waiting for the part of the story where Chris was going to say the guy was yelling so much that he puked and then <laughs> they made an omelet out of the puke and started eating it. <laughs> it just, you, you no, caught dude, me off guard, my sink, It's my sink drain and having to like pluck out the chunks of puke. It was so fucked up. And then having to watch yeah. that after it was like not, it was not fun at all. Well, you but. know, thinking back too, you probably didn't prepare to make an omelet anyway. I mean, it's not like you ate a stick of butter and uh, a, a green pepper and, you know, uh, cold you don't know much, you don't know much you about Chris's out. diet. He, yeah. he, he has to have at least a stick and a half of butter with every meal. Oh, oh for sure. You, you got to like lube it oh. down, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, if you could make a puke omelet, what would you put in it? Tell us at at JackassedPod <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. It's not a bad question. It's not I, a bad question. I I guess uh, if, if that's your thing, yeah, make make us, yeah, actually make the best one you can. And if you want, uh, do one of those like 30-second Instagram videos of you making the omelet with the ingredients and everything, but like do jump cuts <laughs> and, you know, fast forward and all the stuff. You could list the ingredients on screen. Be great. Art, I like it. Little, I like this idea. Make it artsy, you know, make it nice. Add some I'm, sparkles. I'm kinda, what? I, no, just thinking about this episode, I was kind of like, you know, after coming off the movie, I was really hoping for a good episode. And I think the actual, what the material we had to work with this time, this is one of the weaker jackass episodes I've seen. So I'm really hoping that next week's episode kind of jacks things back up. It gets back yeah. into that good vibe because uh, it just gives us a little bit more to play with. So I'm, I'm really, I have a feeling it's going to be, like you guys said, it's kind of like when you come back from summer break and you're kind of not all there yet for a bit. So uh, let's, I'm really looking forward to next week because I think it's going to be a good one. Well, I, mean, I think that there's also a big contrast between the last time we touched Jackass as a property. You know, we did Viva La Bam, we did Wild Boys, but the last time we touched Jackass was Jackass 2, the movie, which is 
inarguably the high point of the entire yeah, franchise. That's like very the, that true. is the greatest movie. We did four a four part episode of, the, of it. That's back in our back catalog. If you want to go listen to that or watch it uh, on YouTube. Um, and then the next uh, experience we had was the nostalgia filled trip that we had watching Jackass Forever. I get why we're going back and and watching this one. It would be like. I don't know, watching like uh, uh, a great movie franchise and then going back and watching like the thing that inspired it from the 1940s. And you're like, eh, I don't know if this is actually pretty good. Like this is sure it inspired it, but it wasn't the best version of it that we could have gotten. Man, they sure were racist back then. <laughs> <laughs> could do without all the racism. I could. I could. I could do without the jackass. racism. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, could you imagine what would they do in 1940s jackass? I can't even. What do you even do? Uh, listen, you, you'd add, you, we got that in like Buster Douglas. Like that's what he did. He'd like hang from a clock tower and shit like that. Jesus. Not Buster Douglas. I guess Douglas, there was, you know, there was yeah, that was like, one. I don't know what you're talking about. Jesus. I, he's like a, he's like a, a Charlie Chaplin type. Buster Keaton. Buster oh. Keaton. Oh. Buster Douglas. <laughs> Buster Douglas was like a jackass person because he fought Mike Tyson with no, no real reason to do so. Buster Douglas beating Mike Tyson would be like if Johnny Knoxville went into the department store with Butterbean and he ended up knocking Butterbean out. That's basically what happened in the story of Buster Douglas. Well, cool. Cool. Good. Yeah. Let's Thanks, just guys. Go. Let's just go home. I think it's I think it's about time we just go home now. It's been fun. I think I think some of our listeners already did. God, oh man, yeah, it's been a long one, boys and girls. I'm with Chris, though. I hope the episodes continue to improve, though, because yeah, it did feel a little slow in parts, but hey, we got the puke omelet, so at least there was a nice bow on the on top there. Until next week, and we find out what happens in season three, season number three, and not season one, episode two. We will see you then, same time as usual. Bye, I'm Jason Wellwood. Bye. Bye, I'm Chris Aaronworth. Bye, I'm Mikey Aaronworth, and this has been Jackass. by Sad Styles Productions. Get into it! This was a Press X for Sound audio production.